0: Cheers to good friends. Cheers. 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 Mmm. That was sort of an oaky afterbirth. Mm. What was that? She did tell me to uh, get a beer and some cheese fries over at Eskimo Joe's. That's very nice, lovely. I only hope you feel this way when I'm done. Because I could destroy this night in two seconds.
1: Why is that funny? Well, I think it's a bit funny to be trying to define nothing.
0: (laughs) Smooth as a bourbon on a summer day. Strong as a peated scotch in the winter night. This is a fair warning. The Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go! We're burning daylight! Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate I I, like, you, you get the gold star. You're you're the... You're, you're the I
1: award star. you five points.
0: Yeah. Points do not matter. Uh, we are here at Clear Creek Abbey at the annual Catholic Man Show Campout, the sixth Catholic Man Show Campout. Yeah! There, There, our, our yell track is working now. Um... <laughs> Uh, this is probably one of my favorite weekends of the year. One that I look forward to um, quite a bit uh, every year, even though it takes a lot of work. There's a lot of a lot involved. It constantly is something that uh, enriches enriches me both spiritually and in in brotherhood, and uh, is a source of hope, really, uh, to to be able to have other Catholic men gathered together um, to. What was we were we were at we were on a. We were at the uh, uh, the fire last night around the campfire, and someone said, like, you know, it's, it's great to be with other Catholic men, because we don't have to uh, start off with kind of, like, low-level talking points. Yeah. We can go right into things that matter, mm-hmm. things that we care about, uh, you know, namely God, what's happening in our country, uh, you know, um, what are the things that are important to us, uh, our vocations, and, and have real meaningful conversations, and so... Uh, these are the kind of uh, uh, of nights that I I thoroughly enjoy, and, and, and it pays a, a debt of gratitude to, to, to everybody for, for, for being here.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's great. Uh, just kind of like what you're saying, it, it it's a good reminder that we're not alone. You know, uh, there actually are good men seeking holiness, striving to be live their vocation. You know, to be the men God created them to be. So I'm thankful for every one of you guys for coming out. Um, it's also one of my favorite weekends, um, and it's it's just great to be here at Clear Creek, to be with mm-hmm. the monks. Uh, it's just such a special place. This place really does have a a special place in my heart. I just love the land. I love being here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just something about it. Well,
0: know? and you know, Dave, you and I talk about all the time how uh, Tulsa is a is a hub for Catholic culture, and really, I think it goes back to actually uh, when Clear Creek started here. And they started praying. They're praying every single day for Mm -hmm. the diocese, for our bishops, for our priests, for our deacons, for the laity, for for the domestic church, every single day. And so, one of the uh, I think fruits of Tulsa in eastern Oklahoma being what it is today is from uh, the monks here at Clear Creek Abbey.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things I'm most excited about at my judgment is to see all of the graces. You know, okay, like. Okay, how much did I personally benefit in my own life because of the monks praying for us and for the world? Um, also, things like at the end of Mass, we receive a blessing, okay? I want to know, like, what was it? What specifically, was it a grace to resist temptation that I got from that blessing? You know, like, because grace is not make-believe. It's a real thing. And so every time you receive a blessing, you receive something, a real gift from God. And so it just I'm just curious. What each one of them will be. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I want to give uh, a shout-out. They're shout going to be
1: cooler than I imagine, I'm sure.
0: Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, I, and I, I want to give a shout-out and, and, uh, to Father Robert Healy, who is here. He celebrated mass for us at the campsite. He was basically like a, a, a walking confession machine for us, uh, allowing men to go and and, and uh, uh, have confession throughout the day. Uh, he, was, uh, he played the fiddle uh, at the campfire. Yeah. Um, so was, he's was, a very talented man. He is. Um, so I, I'm, I'm grateful for him as well. He's one of the many priests of the diocese of Tulsa in Eastern Oklahoma that are just amazing.
1: Last year, I had a penny whistle with me, and I was telling him I've been practicing the penny whistle. Here, he said, Here, "Play something for me." And so I did. And you know, I thought, like, I, you know, I played that song. You, you could tell what song I played. What what song? It was a uh, an Irish Irish song. Sure. And then I gave it to him, and that's when I realized how terrible I am at the penny whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I, he did things I didn't know you could do. And it was just like, oh. So that's what I'm shooting for.
0: Well, he he's one of those guys who can just pick up basically any, any right. instrument and, and play it well.
1: And he can sing. I mean,
0: um, One of the things, so there's a lot of people who have been listening for a while, but there's also, we, we have new listeners. Uh, shout out to all of our listeners in, in North Carolina and in Texas. Uh, who pick us up on Catholic Radio? But this campout has been going on for six years. Uh, we originally started the campout as just a, a group of guys uh, who wanted to go camping and hang out for the weekend. We talked about it on our show how how beneficial it was, and we received actually feedback from a lot of people saying like, "Well, I would like to go. When's the next one?" And we realized, oh, we may be onto something uh-huh. here. And so the next year we decided, okay, let's open up this to the public. Let's just see what happens. And I thought, you know, if we get if we get 10 other, 10 other guys, that's that's a win. Uh-huh. Uh, and we sold out well, we've sold out every single year. Yeah. Um and uh, this last year I think we sold out within the hour. And then I, I actually bumped it up another 15 spots because there were a lot of people who were just not quick on the draw. And so um Anyway, it just has grown a lot. We've got to give a shout-out to Tyler McKee, who, who prepares a, a meal for us. Juan Posada, the Juan Posada, uh, who our producer and best friend, who um, always helps uh, make this thing happen. And then uh, there's a lot of guys who, who just pitch in, who, who just come with either whiskey. Daniel Zitrick is another guy who, who always comes uh, prepared. Um, and there's just a, a lot of guys who come out to contribute, everybody signed up for a, a, a dinner th- or a meal to help prepare and to help clean up, so we were able to serve one another. It was just a, it, uh, you know, I just think it was a well-rounded camp out.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's wor- the weather's been beautiful. We got
0: really lucky with the weather this year. Everything yeah. you could want. Uh, You know, but when it's not good weather, it actually gives good stories, makes good stories. We've talked about <laughs> it every single year, the three year. years ago, when it was just pouring down rain for... The whole time, the whole time, basically, yeah. But you're um,
1: like slipping and sliding in mud everywhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, some big news today. Haven't even told you this. Oh, okay. This is what it feels like to be on this side of this kind yeah, of thing. I'm, I'm a little. Nervous. You do this to me all the time. Yeah, like, ooh, I haven't even told you. Uh, found out today, George Carpenter's wife went into labor. So, um, oh, so, right. uh, Pray for her. Yeah. Uh, number fourteen. Praise be to God. Yeah. Uh, I mean, talk about fecundity.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, one of the things we do on the show uh, every episode is we open and review a beverage. This this episode is no different. Uh, we want to give a, a special shout out to two breweries in Broken Arrow. Another reason why I think uh, helps with the Catholic culture in the Diocese of Tulsa, and Eastern Oklahoma is we have really good craft brews uh, here. And so I got to give a shout out to uh, Austin Ferguson with, at Broken Arrow. Uh, Broken Arrow Brewing, and then also The Nook, which is another uh, really great brewery in Broken Arrow that's mm-hmm. popped up within the last couple of years. Uh, they both uh, donated some of the beer for us this evening and also the, the, the taps that we have. Uh, well, Joe, what is it called? What are they actually called? They're the What kind of CO2 taps are these that that you don't even have to have ice on the keg? Jo-
1: A jockey box. jockey box. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: So it, it's really awesome because you don't have to uh, keep the, the kegs cold. Uh, it actually goes through, but tubes, it still comes out cold. It comes, still comes out cold. So shout out to both of them in Thanksgiving uh, for them for the for their generosity for their charity. Uh, this evening we're drinking a powerhouse porter by Broken Arrow Brewing. Uh, it is a delicious porter that is seven uh, percent alcohol. Is that correct? Seven point five percent alcohol. Uh, so without further ado, we're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. All right. Hey, you're a porter guy. You you love porters. Yeah. So I do. you've you've I been mean, drinking on this. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is not a shocker to you. No. Right. no I mean, it, this is fantastic. Um, it's got it's real chocolatey,
1: tons of body. You know, it's almost a meal. I'm sure that this will make you very fat. There's
0: there's some calories attached to it. Yeah. You know, which is fine because I'm already
1: married. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> plays in your favor. Right.
1: But it's I mean it's just delicious. It's like a dessert. To yeah, me, I really mean, good. maybe not everyone would feel that way, but you know, people can be wrong. That's all right.
0: Yeah, they're they're entitled to their wrong yeah. opinions. Yeah. Um, so so thanks thanks to them. Uh, we also uh, we also have tonight. Uh, Marcel did text message us and say that he will be out here tonight. All right. So we're gonna have live music around the campfire this evening, which will be a lot of fun as well. This is uh, I don't know I don't know about you, but it's just something about men out in the you know out in the open you. The beautiful stars above, the, the campfire, music. This is this is what true leisure is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just things
1: being well ordered in your life so that you have the opportunity for rest. You know, yeah. because we were made for rest. We weren't actually made for work. That's a tragic. Well, we were made. We actually we were made for work. I mean, work is part of the vocation and duty. Like man is made for that, but um, only as like in the fulfillment of his vocation not in the way not in the toilsome way that we often experience work post fall Uh, early you know it's hard to say exactly what it would have been like before the fall but Mm -hmm. it would have been a fulfilling satisfying thing and some work is still that way I mean um, sort of like if you have a hobby you know if you're woodworking or doing something that you enjoy it's still hard work like I like mowing the yard it's hard work but it's satisfying. Not all work it, you know, does it's that draining. for me. But. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, we are here out out here at Clear Creek Abbey in uh, Hobart, Oklahoma, uh, at the Sixth Annual Catholic Manchester Campout. We will be right back. We're, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about temperance? Fasting. 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 We're talking about temperance. We're, we'll be right back. Think of the men in your life your brother, your father in law, your neighbor, the, your coworker, the guy who sits in front of you in, in mass every single Sunday. How are you going to help these guys find freedom as sons of God and help them start living the Christian life? I mean, that's what we're called to do in baptism, right? And one concrete way we can do that to make disciples of men is invite them to Exodus 90 that begins January 9th, 2023. Exodus 90 leads men on a 90-day journey through the book of Exodus, taking them back to the fundamentals of the faith, This is prayer, self-denial, and brotherhood. Dave, the crazy thing is 99% of the people who do Exodus 90 report greater freedom from worldly attachments when they finish.
1: And what's more, doing Exodus 90 in a fraternity versus going it alone can actually make or break a man's 90 days.
0: Right. So again, ask yourself, who are the men in your life that could benefit from doing Exodus 90 this year? Think of their faces in your mind. Right now. Now, outside of your mind, write them down. Make an actual list.
1: The worst thing they can do is say no to you. That's right. And then take action. Take the list of prayer.
0: Ask the Holy Spirit about it, and ask the Holy Spirit how you can help them. The Exodus 90 team has created a free resource. This guide will help you in your journey to freedom and help you share the journey with other men.
1: Check out Exodus90.com slash Catholic Man Show to get your free guide. And welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan, 60 of our closest friends here at Clear Creek Abbey. We're going to be talking about fasting today. We just, between segments, had some tragic news. Uh, We're out of CO2.
0: So we actually don't have any more beer.
1: Yeah. Well, we have beer. We just can't get it out and... That is a problem. Which is worse, I think. (laughs) It's even better, I think, just to be out of beer. It's just the way it is. But no, we have some, but it's just there's nothing we can do about it. You know, it's like you got to sit there and look at it. Yeah. So we're going to be fasting today. (laughs) Hopefully we can – can anybody, like, do miracles here? Anybody good at that? Uh, Vinny, you can do it? Okay, well – Great. Well, Vinny, I need you to do something. Yeah. Can you fix this? (laughs) Do you have tools? Can you fix this now? Yeah. Okay. So um, we're going to talk about fasting. Fasting is something that I uh, love to hate. Right? Like I really love the idea of fasting. You know, I get psyched about it. Like there's like some manly nobility when you Mm -hmm. think about it.
0: It's like the beginning of Lent, so for some weird reason you're excited about right. it. Yeah. It's like, I just cannot wait to okay. do terrible things. Right. I'm going to be so ascetic. Yeah. And then and then it starts. You get like
1: five minutes in. And you're like, no, I regret forget this forget this. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. I think I'm going to die. You know. Um, but, you know, we were talking just a minute ago about how man, and especially specifically men, are made for work, and I think. Men are also made for this kind of labor um, because fasting is arduous. It's physically straining. um, And that's just what our bodies are built for is to do hard physical things. Um, And and so I, I really do think that fasting is inherent in the vocation of just being a man.
0: Yeah, so like you know, if we if we run to win the race, the Saint Paul you know talks about like okay, well it's going to be hard. It's like running isn't easy, so to speak. But we we run to win the race, which the race is you know the end is heaven, and that's why we all, we, we say eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, right? So like we work now so that we may rest mm-hmm. in in Christ and in the Lord for all of eternity. Um, so. Yeah, so we're we're made for this. This is this is part of, uh, you know, after the fall hap- You know, after the fall happened, he said that you'll you'll till the uh, the earth. You know, th- by the sweat of your brow. Uh-huh. Like we're we're made to do this so that we can rest with him forever in heaven. That's the end. You're goal. right. Yeah, because
1: in heaven there will be no more fasting. Right. It'll be a feast.
0: Like, why would you fast w- with the bridegroom?
1: Right. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. I right. know a guy who said not to do that.
0: Right. Jesus.
1: Yeah, you know him yeah big fan yeah I didn't know that yes you did you're right I did yeah so uh I have you know just in my own life uh can only talk about my own self
0: hold on before we get into to what you're doing like okay let's talk about why we should fast okay uh you know so uh in this world like we're, we're constantly our appetites we're, we're actually having to like go to war with our appetites uh-huh. you know in 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 uh suppressing some of the things that you know, St. Paul talks about this, right? You know, he, he does things that he doesn't actually want to do. You know, and he has to continually fight through this, um, and he actually even asks our Lord, you know, to take away this thorn in his side, and, and our Lord says no.
1: He answers his prayer by saying no. I mean, he he said, "My grace is sufficient for you," but it's basically a no. Right. Yeah. Because because his grace is more. It was it's, like a more. It's a positive no.
0: Yeah, it's, it was more poetic. Right. Sure. Um, but. Please, yeah, Jesus, please help me. No. <laughs> well but the reason why is, is because he knows it, it, it was actually good right. for him. Yeah, that's exactly right. It was good right. for his salvation. Uh-huh. Uh and so like in this world today we're we're constantly fighting um appetite there's there's so many things in this world that are constantly trying to grab our attention, uh, you know, to uh you know, pull us away from our main goal, which is heaven. Mm-hmm. Right, so there's uh you know uh, you know our cell phones our emails our, our our computers our you know the music that we listen to, the movies that we watch all so- sorts of entertainment that we consume um even like you know peop- yeah, so th- there's so many things that are trying to pull our attention and and um they're not bad enough themselves but they will pu- they will uh Pull our pull our uh, appetites towards them. You know they pull our they form attention. our appetites. They form our appetites, right. and, and and a lot of times that's not that is not a good thing.
1: Right. Yeah. So especially in our modern world where we have everything, you know, like you can go years without being hungry. I mean, as amazing as that is, it's a, a very modern thing. Mm-hmm. Um, historically, people like they would have fasted basically all the time uh, because. They just didn't have they didn't have uh, Walmart super centers where you could just go buy a, like a million donuts mm-hmm. and eat them all. So it's more important today because we're just – our appetites are bombarded and can be completely satisfied all the time. So um, instead of having kind of like natural guardrails that helped keep things well-ordered, mm-hmm. um, it's up to us to be more intentional about deciding – and placing those guardrails where they need to be, so that we do stay well ordered. Because ultimately, that's what we're talking about with fasting. There's more more to fasting than just the order side of it. But um, you know, that's the first thing. Okay, make sure that your your person, all of your all of your appetites are ordered towards the you know the natural good. And then once you're doing that, then you can start to do other things like you know, fasting for, uh, you know, the salvation of sinners and, you know, other great things.
0: Yeah. But I mean, what that takes, what that entails is, is being able to be uh, real with yourself, to be able to have this examination of conscience, to know where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. And then not only that, but then once you understand what your strengths and weaknesses are, to have the fortitude to say, okay, here is my weakness. Here's, here's here's how I'm going to combat this mm-hmm. here's how here's here's how I'm gonna suppress you know here, here's how I'm going to um, uh, tame or, or uh, these appetites that are you know dominating my will right
1: I mean when I go to confession, it's basically appetites 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 I, I'm, I basically am just confessing things all like well uh you know I let myself be carried away by these by these appetites whatever it might be you know. Um, and it can be things like uh, consumption of media or movies or food, alcohol. I mean, really anything, anything that you want and desire, this that's an appetite f- for that thing. And so um, when we don't control them, it's essentially like we're almost giving up our humanity, right? Instead of being a rational person that's choosing, making choices, I'm just being carried away, like swept away in this you know flood uh and it's like I'm now a slave I've given up my own free will and I'm just going along with the way things are I'm just being carried away
0: right so, and you have to be really honest with yourself about this like this is this is something I don't think that a lot of men actually do is just be honest with like where are my weaknesses uh-huh and then once you are honest with yourself then okay then Again, like I said, like, then you have to figure out like how, how am I going to uh, go to war with this? Uh-huh. Um, I, I just don't think that there's, you know, I know for, for myself, it, it took me a long time uh, to, conti- and it still is taking me a long time to uh, understand where my weaknesses are. And the only time I can actually, you know, where I actually find out where my weaknesses are is when I'm fasting. Right, right. Exodus, Exodus ninety was something that like I felt like I had a pretty well ordered life,
1: uh-huh.
0: and then uh, I, you know, I did Exodus ninety, and I realized, wow, uh, I thought, you know, I I don't really eat between meals, uh, but you know what, I, that's something that I I was struggling with, you know, uh-huh. at, at one point in time, you know, on day eighty two, uh, of of I eating hate between day 82. meals, it's the worst. Oh man, it's it's it's, it's yeah, it's the worst. So, but the, but um, you can't see your real self if you're continually indulging and and continually like satisfying all these appetites Mm -hmm. the only way you can see where your weaknesses are is by taking those weaknesses or uh, taking those opportunities to uh not indulge yourself in those in in it
1: right yeah Uh, because it lets you see you know it's like okay i could quit any time you know, you, you hear right. people you hear put, talk about smoking. It's like, oh, yeah, but I could quit any time. It's like, well, except that you can't. You know, well, why don't you try to quit and then uh, see if you really can? Because the answer is you probably can't. Uh, or you can, but not like you think you can, right? Mm-hmm. We we d- want to always deceive ourselves thinking that we're stronger than we are. Um, but if we're not... Not me. I don't do that. Well, well, there's, I think, a natural tendency in everyone to do that. But if you're not, uh, you know exercising these muscles and then you're just not going to have the strength that you need or want in those moments mm-hmm. and so it's i think very important to everybody to have just like a prayer life which hopefully is ordered and scheduled hopefully um you also have a uh, a routine of fasting whatever that is that works for you but it needs to be dis- predetermined right so it's not like oh i fast whenever i feel like it um no, you fast because it's a day of fasting, right? It's so, sort of like the liturgical year. Uh, you don't get to decide when Lent is. Lent is when it is, and you need to conform to it.
0: Yeah, it's the beauty of, of what right. the church gives us. Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's good to have those same sort of seasons throughout the week. Um, mm-hmm. You know, have And the church gives that to us too. Wednesdays and Fridays traditionally are uh, days of fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's also the uh, ember days. Throughout this, throughout the year, which um,
0: hope comes back? Yeah, really, a, it's as just as a completely, completely fallen
1: out of practice. We did
0: a whole episode on Ember Days, so if you go to the thecatholicmanchild.com and just type in Ember Days, you can. We did a whole episode on uh, the beauty of of, the, of Ember Days. And what
1: I like about the Ember Days is, it's one thing to fast on one day, but when you fast multiple days in a row, that's when the game, you know, yeah. That's, that's when you're really earning your stripes. Yeah.
0: Okay, so when we get back, uh, I want to ask you a question on the difference between fasting and abstaining. Because I think that is something that uh, isn't really talked about enough. Okay, so I'll ask you that question. We're, we'll be right back. We're here at the Catholic Mancho campout. Campout. Uh, everybody yell. Yeah. That worked a lot better Please than Please clap. Raised. Please clap. For over 35 years, Select International Tours has been planning pilgrimages all across the world. And they've been doing that for a reason. Yeah, if you guys have listened to our show, then you know
1: that we just got back from Ireland. Uh, we used Select International Tours to book our pilgrimage to Ireland. Everything went just great. It Went exactly how we planned it. Right. right. In
0: fact, one of the pilgrims uh, said that it was his the best pilgrimage he's ever been on.
1: Right. I mean, so the thing is, they know what they're doing. If if you, wanna, if you want to go on a nice pilgrimage, uh, that's really you know oriented around experiencing the Catholic faith. Um, in some of the most historic, most important sites all over the world for the history of our faith, go to selectinternationaltours.com. They have pilgrimages going everywhere in the world all the time just because you know they they do it so well everybody wants to use them
0: that's right and if you go to select international slash catholic man show you'll be one of the first ones to know when we're planning our next pilgrimage which spring or summer 2024 spoiler alert spoiler alert yeah so go to select international slash catholic man show we want to thank select international tours for being a sponsor of our show the catholic man show Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Here on the sixth annual Catholic Man Show campout at Clear Creek Abbey in Hobart, Oklahoma. Uh, we're talking about fasting today. We're talking about um, the importance of fasting, especially in a uh, in a Catholic man's life. Uh, before the break, uh, I was going to I, I, I kind of teed up the question for you. I was I, I I was wanting to ask you the difference because you you brought up you know typical days of fasting in the church are Wednesdays and Fridays uh-huh um, but we but there's also you know on Fridays we abstain from meat so I think that there's a, a, a clarification that we need to make on the difference between fasting and abstaining
1: so abstaining is just when you don't do something so you abstain from meat on Fridays you don't eat meat fasting is you can we fasting kind of has different meanings you can use fasting to say oh i'm doing less of something or i'm abstaining like sometimes you might hear people say i'm fasting from social media really they're abstaining what they mean is they're abstaining from social media but oftentimes the words are used interchangeably but traditionally fasting is food and uh whether you so you're eating less food, right? You're not abstaining from food. You're not cut it, removing it completely for for the day, um, but you're eating less than you would normally do. So, and the church's standard definition of fasting, I think, is totally lame. It's for wussies, but it's two small meals that, when added together, do not equal one meal and then one regular meal. It's like that's really easy to do and.
0: That's almost what I do every day, anyway. <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah. So that is technically like what—that's all that the church requires of you on the own. Like, what is there? Only two. There's only two days of fasting that are required: Ash Wednesday and and Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Lent used to be a fast. Used to fast every day of Lent. You know, so we're. Uh, it's pretty soft these days. Um, but you can do more. That's the thing. Is like the church is just saying here's the minimum. But uh, the great thing is you can do more, and I think that you should. I mean, we all should be striving for the 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 best version of things, not the minimum. But that's the difference between abstaining mm-hmm. and fasting. Abstaining is just removing something completely, whereas fasting is really just eating less food.
0: Right. Okay, so uh, maybe l- let's give some tips on, on on what you do for fasting. Well, um, so I fast on Wednesdays and Fridays.
1: Um, and I tip... I mean, what I do is I just don't eat breakfast, and I'll have a handful of nuts for lunch, and then I'll eat a regular... Just a regular meal. The trick is, the hard thing is when you're eating your your meal at dinner, you're very hungry. And so it's like... If you're not careful, you end up eating thirds, right? And it's like, that actually wasn't a regular meal, was it? Mm-hmm. That was like <laughs> making up for everything you didn't eat already, right. you know? So, like, uh, it's very hard when you're sitting down eating some something very good and you're still hungry and you think, no, I, I think I want more. You have to remember to say no and, um, you know, let yourself be hungry. That's okay. Uh, because that's, uh, remember, this is a prayer. We're using fasting. It's not just to punish ourselves, you know. It's not like we just want to beat ourselves up. It, it's
0: yeah. We're not stoics, right? Fasting is a form of prayer, um, and so in fact, uh, Jesus says in the Bible that there are only certain things that can be, you know, answered through prayer right. and fasting.
1: Yeah, his disciples were asking, "How come we couldn't cast out these certain demons?" And he said, "Some can only be rem- some can only be cast out through prayer and fasting." Um, and so. Fasting is a very powerful prayer because it's like a death. Okay, um, it, it it it's fa- it's like a little, it's like a small death, uh, allowing yourself to experience these pangs of of hunger, mm-hmm. and if you let them go on, you will die. You know, it's like actually you are in the process of dying, sort of, um, and so letting yourself go to bed hungry, that's really really hard, mm-hmm. uh, and when I do that. Often, an early bedtime. you know it's that's like, a good idea? It's like well, nine o'clock. I think I'm ready for bed.
0: You <laughs> right. know why? So I can have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I think that is uh, counterproductive is if you're trying to set a, a regimented prayer life uh, and this is something that you're not used to doing. You haven't developed those muscles of of of, of fasting, there's a tendency and uh, uh, of being a, of trying to fast. Like very aggressively very intensely mm-hmm. um, especially up at the front and then what happens is is your body's not used to it you're, you're malnourished or you're not you know you're not you don't have uh, all the intake that you normally do and then you end up being short with your wife or you end up being yeah. cranky or you end up you know not 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 fulfilling the duties that you uh, are, are supposed to be fulfilled uh, you know through your vocation and so there can be uh, times where if you're if you're fasting, uh, that it uh, is actually not good uh, because you are uh, you're not loving your wife, you're not love, you're being short with your children, you're not fulfilling your job uh, duties, you know, because you're too hungry.
1: Right. And a lot of times, yeah, especially if if you haven't fasted for a while and then you start trying to do it on day one, you might towards the end of the day get to like where you just your energy level is just you're just struggling to. Mm-hmm you know do stuff and a lot of times it's just cuz your your electrolytes are low. So, I have found that if you just drink some get some water with a little bit of lemon juice uh that that really helps. I mean, it's not going to make you less hungry, but it does help
0: staying hydrated like it helps helps to keep you in the game, is, you know is, what yeah, I mean? Is 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 really important.
1: Right, yeah, yeah you got to drink a lot of water. But let me ask you like what is the balance because uh if you are all of a sudden finding yourself you know you don't want your fasting to lead you into sin okay right. that's not that's, the point that's of what fasting I, yeah, that's what so what's the balance How, where do you uh, where do you say okay maybe i should go have a small snack
0: well i mean if you're yelling at your kids because you're crank, you're hungry uh-huh. uh, that's probably a good indication of uh you know i, I don't i'm i do not have my appetites well formed yet uh, there's still some disorder here i need right. to maybe back off um I think also uh, you know being able to consult your spiritual director if you have one um if you don't you can always set up time with your parish priest to go to confession and ask oh, hey I al- I would also like to have uh you know some opportunities to talk after confession and have mm-hmm. maybe have a little counsel um while you know after a- a- after confession so I think those are those are things that you need to um think about as yeah, you're doing it Yeah
1: no I agree I also think that There's other things you can do, okay? So it's not like either or, like, oh, I can't fast. I've actually heard people say, I can't fast because it makes me, you know, I end up uh, turning into a bad dad. Or, you know, like, um, people will say that. It's like, well, there's other things you could do. You could, you know, talk to your wife. Um, Maybe, you know, make sure she knows that you're going to be fasting on that day. And maybe you have a really early dinner, okay? Like, as soon as you get home, you eat. Um, And you can... I mean, there's, you know what I mean. You can get creative about solving some of these problems. Don't write it off, just, just because. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, it's it is hard. It,
0: right. Um, but something that makes it easier is like you know, especially like, uh, it goes back to again Exodus 90. If you know, we're taking those, you take those cold showers. Um, when it's winter time. And you are at it's five thirty in the morning, and you're about to take a, a cold shower. It's it's Some, sometimes hard to get motivated to get into the shower. In fact, I was talking to somebody here at the camp out, and they said, yeah, when I did Exodus 90, I went to uh, uh, two days before showering. You know, I went, I went every other day showering. Oh, yeah. I, I you know, totally I, I'm not, figured I'm out not that. Doing, I'm not doing every day showering. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I Like, I showered every day of my life for the first 34 years of my life <laughs> <laughs> until I did Exodus 90, and I realized, I don't need to shower every day. <laughs> right.
0: But one thing that does make it easier is when uh, you have a very specific intention in mind before you before yeah. you go into it. So like before you you know have this cold shower, or before you are skipping your meal, or before you are waking up 20 minutes early to to uh, for for prayer yeah. for prayer time. Uh, if you do it with the with the mind frame of I want to do this for uh, the sake of uh, growth, of virtue, for my wife. Or that my son or daughter uh, will avoid her, his, or her first mortal sin temptation. Yeah. Or you know something like that makes it a lot easier. It makes it more real, mm-hmm. uh, and it makes you makes you want to.
1: It makes it an act of love instead of just like penance, pun- punishing yourself. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So as you're standing under the nozzle, with your hand on, on the throttle, just say it. This is for my wife. And I I have found screaming actually helps. (laughs) 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 Ah! But let me ask you this, okay? Is taking a cold shower, fasting, or abstinence? Well, I think are you abstaining from hot water,
0: or are you fasting? I think it's more of you're just uh, taking you're avoiding the comforts of life. That's you're skirting the question. Come on, pick a side. Is <laughs> it fasting or abstinence? Well, uh, I, I mean, I, I don't think of it in that. I, right. I, I know. I don't, I don't either. Think, I don't think of it in that terms. I think of it more of I, I'm, uh, neglecting some of the natural goods and, right. and comforts of life for the sake of, um, for the sake of somebody else. So, and this is what Christian charity is all about, right? Like, you can't like. Aquinas talks about how, like, love is actually willing the good of the other, right? So you can't uh, love somebody else without, you know, denying yourself, picking up your cross, and following Christ every day. It's only at that point in time that you actually um, have this Christian charity that we're all called to. Yeah. So when we get back, we'll continue this conversation talking about uh, fasting here at uh, the sixth annual Catholic camp Campout. We'll be right back. Uh, There you go. They got it that time.
1: Hey, guys. David Niles here from the Catholic Man Show with Adam Minahan. And if you haven't heard, we wrote a book with our wives, so you know it's good. That's right. And it's on the domestic church called... Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place. And that's exactly what it's about. How to live the faith beyond just going to Mass on Sunday. How to experience and live your life at home so that we can grow towards holiness.
0: That's right, and it's published by Ascension Press. So go to ascensionpress.com, search for Living Beyond Sunday, Making Your Home a Holy Place to get your copy or buy in bulk. Cheers to Jesus. Welcome back to
1: the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking about fasting. I just, I just
0: want to let you guys know that I'm having to raise my hand like a response to psalmist uh, every time to make these guys uh, laugh. It's like, this is the fourth time. They don't know when I push the button, though. Yeah, but we say, okay, are you ready? Yes. And then you go in and say, and welcome back. I feel like you're being a little hard on them, but... It's okay. It's good for them. So I
1: just want to thank all of our listeners for their prayers. I know that they have been praying for us throughout this episode. They were concerned about our beer situation. Mm-hmm. Your prayers have been answered. I give no credit to Vinny for this. No. Even though I asked him to do something about it, one of the guys found some more CO2 at a local place and is driving to go get it. Praise, ar- praise ar- be God for all his glory. Ironically, it was called the hangry bear. The hangry bear. It's a fasting bear is what it is. <laughs> so... um, we talked about having a routine, right? Um, there's a lot of great routines, and the thing about it is, you just make like pick a routine that works for you. Like I mentioned, Wednesday is a traditional day of, of fasting, mm-hmm. Wednesday and Fridays, but it doesn't have to be. But there's nothing about it that says like, oh, you got to do it on Wednesday. You know, um, it's better to do it on Monday than not do it at all or sure. any day. Sunday, don't pick Sunday. Okay, no, no Sunday. Obviously, it, there's no fasting on Sunday. Uh, so don't pick that day. Right. And that's the only rule is don't pick Sunday. Um, but why don't you just like, what's, what's your schedule? What do you do?
0: Uh, well, so there's, uh, we've talked about this before a long, like it's been a while, so it's probably good to to bring it back up. But if you go to e5man.org, uh, you can sign up. And and so like you, you you're just saying, actually you, you pick any day, right? Well, the beauty of, of, uh Wednesdays and Fridays is that the church has said these are the days that we should do it together. Uh-huh. And so you're you're uniting your sufferings and and your sacrifices with all the others who are doing the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, and and so there there's a beauty in that, you know, that we because we're all made for communion, we're made to 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 be together. And so there's a beauty of being able to um you know, do this do this with other people.
1: Yeah. No, there's definitely a lot of benefits to camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Um, one, obviously one is just accountability. Sure. Um, that, you know, it's like, Oh, if it's just you, if you're out there in an, on, like if you're on an Island fasting all by yourself, then it's just harder to keep doing it. Right. But if you have other men who are doing it with you. So I think the best ideal situation is to have a local group, you know, your close friends mm-hmm. all decide to do it together. Right. So every Wednesday or every whatever, um, you're all gonna fast for your wives, for your families, for you right. know sinners, right. whatever it is.
0: Yeah so I mean so e5manorg. e5man.org is a, a group that has started and where it's the first Wednesday of every month. It is just a bread and water fast. Uh, yeah. and so and for your wife right And so um, it, is, it is very hard because if you if you uh, have never done that before, you think, oh well at least I get to eat bread. And then you eat bread, and it, it is it is not very fulfilling. The right?
1: worst part about bread and water fast is actually eating the bread. <laughs> yeah. I think like I, honestly, I would rather eat nothing. So just, like you eat you get like halfway through this slice of bread. Mm-hmm. and you think like, I just don't want to keep eating this, right. But like I just make myself keep eating it because it's like, no, this is what I'm doing. like this is part of it. I'm gonna eat this stinking bread. Right, and chug a bunch of water, and hopefully it swells in my stomach, and I, you know, like I don't feel so terrible. Right, Um, but a lot of the saints have specifically recommended the bread and water fast. Mm -hmm. um, About just how that doesn't mean beer. No, because you might think beer is basically if you put bread in the water, it's like you kind of have beer. That's sort of like what it is. Right. Uh, but that's not what they're talking. And about. And th- I'm sympathetic to that, uh, but that doesn't count. Right. Even though I wish it did. So
0: I actually think that is a good launching point. Uh, if you if you don't have a, uh, a a rigorous or like a a set fasting uh-huh. um, schedule, that starting off by just once a month with a very intentional um, intention. Uh, for you know to, for for the fasting is a good is a good indicator so that way you, you you're, you're very hungry and you, you're able to judge you know how you're gonna react how you're going to do things because I mean you can you can suck it up for one day right um, and so that's something that I think is always really good I, the Saints always always talk about like one of the last things uh, that it, one of the hardest things in fasting is uh, the deprivation of sleep. They talk about like that's one of the like highest forms of fasting. Like is, is abstain mm. is, is is fasting from sleep. Uh, I, I can't remember. I think um, uh, either John of the Cross or Desales. I can't remember which one. But they they have like seven levels or something like that of of fasting. And uh, the last one is basically of the deprivation of sleep, uh, because it's hard to keep you know a well ordered thought process. So your will is being diminished because you're, you you don't have uh, as well. Ordered thought process, um, while still fasting on food and everything else from food and everything else. Sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, but that's a, that is a. All right. That's that's something I would not recommend at at, at the beginning. No. <laughs> or maybe not even in the middle. But I think <laughs> I. Yeah. But I, I I actually think that it's you know to build up is actually just the small things right? It's, it's the small the small sacrifices that you can make uh, throughout the day. It's the um, praying for the guy who cuts you off in traffic instead of, uh, you know, saying the four letter word that you say, which is, I love you or, you know, the love, or love, like love. Yeah. Um, That's what I say. Yeah. I yell love. Uh, it, it, it's yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, 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 you know, it, it's a small, it's the, uh, I'm not going to check uh, Facebook or Twitter or, or Instagram, any, you know, anymore today. It's, Uh, I'm going to be very more. I'm going to be much more intentional uh, when I get home from work and be a producer in my family and not a consumer in my family as a father. You know, are my are my children thinking that when dad gets home that uh, he is you know still checking emails or he's he's still trying to finish up some something or is he providing an atmosphere for? for flourishing of sainthood, for flourishing of the family life? Is he doing things proactively to be able to raise saints? Uh-huh. Um, I think those things... I I think it's actually easier a lot of times to say, I'm going to fast from food or something like that. I think it's a lot harder to say, I'm going to be uh, more intentional with how I do, how I spend my time.
1: Yeah, well, it is easier to fast from food. the The hard thing about... Th- you know, saying "Oh, I'm going to be more intentional" is that it doesn't have concrete actions. You know what I mean? Like the thi- right. the g- good thing about saying "I'm going to fast from food" is mm-hmm. because it it's it means a specific thing, right? right. That you can make sure to do. Um, yes, if you can learn to do those little things throughout the day, especially if they're hidden, right? Where you know it's a only only you and God are the only ones who know about this little little suffering. Um, those th- those have tremendous value indeed. Uh, but you know, when it comes to ordering things, I think it's important to make sure that you're giving yourself concrete, like actionable things. You can write down specifically right. what I'm doing, what I'm not gonna do.
0: Right, so uh, we were gonna try to have uh, Father Mori on the episode tonight. Uh, it did not work out. He, Father Mori is a. Um, They're a, very busy a, a at the monk. Abbey this week. Yeah. He, he, yes, they are very very busy. I have a. Bee. Don't flick that at me. That I have a bee that's flying on me. Uh. Anyway. Uh. Father Mori, are you? Is there actually a bee it's right? It's actually there? right there. Okay. Good. <laughs> that that worked. Um. So we were gonna try to have Father Mori on <laughs> our show. right by
1: your face. Yeah. I just,
0: I saved your life, baby. Thank Maybe. You. I'm not allergic to bees. Uh, so we're going to have Father Mori on the show. It didn't work out. Uh, but he talks about – so one of the things that really um, really pushed me to a new level of, of, of fasting was when we had a a, a small men's, men's group that were, we came down here and had a, a retreat, and Father Mori gave a talk. And he was talking about how um, there were a lot of men who were complaining or, or, or like – Kind of on the struggle bus uh, on on their on their family life, like there were just a lot of things that that were hard, that were difficult, that weren't going well. That you know that sc- the school of their kids weren't doing well, the the relationship with their wife wasn't doing well. You know all these different problems in, in th- that they had. And he said, "Okay, guys, I want you to pick a day, and I want you all to fast for your family once a week. Mm-hmm. Pick a day." And so at the time we said, okay, we'll do it on Wednesday. And he said, next year when you guys get back, I want you to ask, I'll, I want you to tell me how your family life is doing. And then I want you to remember today, and then I want you to reflect in a year from now, and you tell me that, 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 that things haven't gotten better. Mm-hmm. And um, he actually told that story in a, in a talk that he, he recently gave at a conference. Which was kind of cool because uh, we were uh, dude. That was our group. That was our group, right? Um, and
1: and it wasn't our group that was like necessarily struggling with their family life, but he just it was mentioning how that had been a, a common thing,
0: a common thread of uh, yeah th- lately that everybody was noticed from, right yeah especially like with just schooling and, and, and family yeah, there obviously there's attack there's attacks on, on uh marriage right yeah. now you know there's attack on the family if you're uh living in a culture of death with well, the best thing to do is go after the things that bring new life meaning yeah. the family and so um he you know he, he he suggested that to us and so every wednesday there's a group of us who fast specifically for our family yeah um and just like you, David, you say, like, oh, we won't know all the fruits and the, all the graces that our Lord, you know, has given us um, on this side of the veil. But someday they, w- you know, we'll be revealed like this is this is what the the fruits of the of this fasting is. And so I, I just highly encourage uh, the men out there who, who may be having, a, you know, men's group or they have a, a group of guys to to really push each other and do it together.
1: Yeah. I mean, I want to challenge everybody to commit to fast for your family your wife and your children every day, or a, one week a day, one day a week. There we go. For the rest of your life, commit to that.
0: And it, it doesn't matter if you are for uh, the rest of your life. It doesn't matter if you uh, are, are actually single right now. You, you can do it for the future of your wife. Uh-huh. It doesn't matter if you have uh, if, you, if you don't have any children yet. You can do it for the future of your children. It doesn't matter if you, if you've already, if your children are already out of your home. You can still do it for them. Your fatherhood right. doesn't cease yeah, to exist uh, when your children move out of your home. So anyway, we're out of, we're time, out of time on, yep. on the uh, on radio. Go check us out on the show.com We'll continue this conversation for just a few more minutes. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So
1: raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Anybody have any questions?
0: Or want to say something? This is... Thomas beat Dave in chess All right. uh, this weekend.
1: I'm going to deal with you later. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Next question. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. It's not even a – What did he not say? not something to brag about. I beat Vinny in chess. Oh. Ooh,
1: That's a great, great question. Great question. Great question. How do you balance – The question was how do you balance – your fasting day. If you like, you get invited over to somebody's house. Um, that uh, that is. I think it depends on the situation. Um, but w- for one, maybe you like try to schedule it on another day if that's if that's possible. But you know, uh, most of the time it isn't, right? If somebody says, "Hey, I want to invite you, you and your family over on this day," it's kind of rude if you could, like. Well, how about the how about another day, right? So like, probably you're just gonna go that day and. I think you just eat what's served. I mean, uh, you can fast all day. You know, this is a, uh, one thing I had to kind of get the mentality out of my head. It's like, oh, well, if I can't fast all day, then there, I'm just not going to fast at all. You know, uh, and that's just wrong. I mean, you can still, there's still value in, fa- I'm going to fast up until here. And then, you know what, we, we out of charity, we're going to this other house. You know, um, it's great this is part of having a community life with other families and with your kids. So like you fast up then and then you eat, right? You eat what they serve you. And then when you go home, if you had a glass of wine, it's like, Oh, well, I already had some wine. So I might as well have another beer before bed. No, don't do that. Right. Um, Just allow yourself to do what's, you know, in charity and hospitality, allow that to be, and then continue your fast Mm -hmm. after that. Right. Um, Because, that's one thing, you know, you're going to maybe say, oh, I would like to have another beer, but you can deny yourself because it's a fasting day, you know? So I, I think you just try to be reasonable about it. And
0: uh, Yeah, and I, I would say uh, to pull from Father Maury, again, this was not uh, planned, but uh, he told us in that um, retreat that we had, he said every meal is an opportunity to deny yourself. And he said, basically, if you have ten guys that are just sitting there watching you eat, which would be a really weird thing to do, but uh, let's just say there's ten guys watching you to e- watching you eat, uh, and you should be able to do something of denying yourself in that meal where all ten of them basically would not have would not know exactly what that was. So whether that's like one less shake of the salt shaker, or uh, oh no, I'm not going to have a sauce, or oh I'm going to have a smaller portion, or oh I actually don't like broccoli, but I'm going to eat broccoli instead of what I like which is mashed potatoes or whatever it is Um, or or fried okra which is delicious. You don't like broccoli? I do. I was just I I think that's just always the the vegetable that gets hated on the most.
1: I don't understand I think broccoli is delicious in every form raw, cooked, it's just good Okay. I mean it's a sidebar
0: It's not, yeah, it's not something I'm willing to
1: I don't understand why broccoli gets a bad rap
0: Okay (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Joe Sure. Yeah, you can move your fast. So I don't think you, uh, you know. This is where was, scrupu- scrupulosity yeah. can, can can come into play. Yeah. So the the question was like, if it's Monday and somebody invites you over to your house on Wednesday, uh, you know what? You know, sh- can't you just move your fasting day? Sure. That's th- I, like I don't I don't think that's a big deal at all. I don't think we should get scrupulous with this. Like, remember, the idea is not so that you just can you know, y- y- you torture yourself or you do things bad. The the idea is I'm doing this for the love of uh. Of, of our Lord, the love of our family, the love of, you know, to, to grow close, to deny myself. So that way I can unite my will with Christ. That's the main goal.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Because another thing that you might
1: end up doing is getting attached to your own schedule of fasting, right? And the whole point of fasting is learning to deny your own will and the things you want. Okay. And so sometimes you might have to deny yourself and not have your own precious little schedule of fasting. You might have to change it. Like you said, Um, and so, yeah, I, you're right. I just don't, it's easy to get kind of wrapped around the axle about some of the little things. Uh, you know, and if you don't fast one day, that's not a sin. Okay. So like if you've decided, oh, I'm going to fast on Wednesdays and then one day you don't fast. that's not a sin. Okay. This is a personal devotion that you've taken up. Um, now if you choose not to fast on Ash Wednesday, that is a sin. Okay. So don't do that. Uh, and if someone invites you over on Ash Wednesday, maybe you do tell them, well, uh, that's not actually like a great day for our family to come over because it's Ash Wednesday, and you're mm-hmm. probably a sinner for asking me over in the beginning, uh, so I'd like to blame
0: you. Um, but There are stances that you have to make. I used to work for a, a company, and they would take Good Friday off so that they could go play golf. And they were trying to get me to go play golf. And I said, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that on Good Friday. The church
1: doesn't say you can't do that.
0: Right, but like that—that's not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right, you should. You know, right, that's, that's not, not the point. That's not the point. Like the idea of getting off on Good Friday is—is is because this is the day that uh, our Lord died for us, and so uh, there are stances that I think you should make. Um, when Plus,
1: you probably wouldn't even play well, you know, if you haven't eaten. So right, waste of money. There you go.
0: Yeah. I just talk about how holy I am. <laughs> I, I just pivot to how holy I am.
1: Yeah, so I think if somebody asks the question is how do, what do you what if someone asks about your fasting? Um, I mean, once again, we're not going around like promoting it. But if someone asks, I think you tell them. I think especially today, uh, people need examples of strong virtue of strong virtue, right? They need to see men who are being virtuous, and so you're not fasting so that people will ask you. But if somebody asks, I think you just tell them, you know, and you're not telling them so that, like, to pump yourself up about it. But they asked. So, I mean, it's not a secret uh, necessarily. I mean, I would I would be more than happy to tell someone and talk about why I do it, um, you know, why it's important to me. Uh, I mean, so, so, sort of like a prayer life, you know. I would be ha- happy to talk to someone about why I pray. Um, and the difference it's made in my life.
0: I also like this. Why This is also a good reason why to do it with other men is because I can say, like, uh, it's not me. It's not shining a light on you, right? You're able to say, like, well, listen, uh, all all my buddies are doing this today, uh, and we're doing this together. <laughs> and that, that uh, I think, kind of, uh, sh- sh- you know, it, it diverts just all the attention on, like, what you're doing, but you're doing it in a group, and that also is just more attractive to people. Oh, yeah. what What's a good way to introduce fasting to your,
1: to so your children? I uh, I mean, like I've told my, my kids know, you know, I fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. And sometimes they'll come up to me. They already know it's Wednesday or Friday. And they'll say, is this a f- are you fasting today? And I'll say yes. And I've never asked them to fast. I mean, my oldest is only seven. Uh, but they will very often on those days choose to do something. On their own. Um,
0: Leading by example is the best way to introduce it to your children. Yeah.
1: So I do think it's important for your children to know about your fasting. I mean, you're not doing it just to, like, tell them. Uh, But it's just like a prayer life, okay? You're not praying so that your kids will see you pray. But hopefully your kids do see you pray, right? Because they need to know dad is a man of prayer, um, and so I think this is just the same with fasting They need to know like dad does this dad fasts and he fasts for me and he fasts for our family um, and that that's something that's important to him and if it's important to to you, it will become important to them at least they will see the importance of it whether they Choose to do anything or not,
0: and then you can incorporate things in your family, like especially during Lent that you all do together, right? right? So it's like, oh, we're not having dessert. Oh, we're not doing X, Y, or Z because we're, uh, you know, because it's Lent because we're fasting together. Again, I think the more you do it with other people, the easier it is. Not only for accountability purposes, but it just makes more sense, especially in a family setting. And I do think at some point, especially with boys,
1: you know, once they get to be a teenager or however old. Um, you do ask them. Say, hey, son, I want you to, like, you're becoming a man. It's time to start acting like it. Um, so y- I, you're going to do these fasts with me. We're going to do it together. Um, you, and, like, tell him, I'm not going to make you do all the stuff that I do because I'm a full man and you're only half a man. <laughs> you know. But, um, then you have an arm wrestling contest. Right. <laughs> no. But I, I do think that at some point, yeah, you make him. And you tell them this is you're becoming a man, and so it's time to time to man up, you know, Uh, because you need to be well formed. I think I think we do our kids an uh, injustice by not uh, bringing them into adulthood earlier on. You know, we've got people who are like 25, and people still treat them like children. You know, it's it's ridiculous.
0: Yes, Scotty. Yeah, so uh, uh, our our buddy Scott was t- just talking about the importance of uh, fr- uh, sacrificing and fasting for your friends. Um, again, I don't think this is something that we know like what th- the actual graces that are bestowed until the other side of the veil, right? And um, I-, I think that we need to make sure that uh, we're honest with with one another on our 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 weaknesses, uh, because we are made for communion and we need one another uh, and um, your strengths are maybe not my strengths and my weaknesses are not your weaknesses, but together we can, we can continue uh, growing in virtue. And so I think that it's, it's important um, to have a, a, a group of men that are, that's they can be uh, that you can hold each other accountable for uh, whatever it is, whether it's, uh, Hey, uh, I just, you know, I didn't act right with my wife. I need you guys to pray for me. Or you know, I I fell in this sin, and I need you guys uh, to pray for me that I that I love, uh, uh, you know, our Lord. That I come back to our Lord. That I have uh, full contrition, and that I, I can get to confession immediately. I mean, I think that those are uh, invaluable. I mean, this is what makes real friendship, right? This is I mean, this is what we were talking about earlier. Like, the, 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 uh, what is Christian love? What is the, uh, Christian charity? It's it's willing the good of the other. Like we're all called to heaven. We're all called to be with our Lord um, for all of eternity, and we need each other get, to get there. And so uh, the desire I want I want you to be in heaven, and I want you to be in heaven, and I want you to want me to be in heaven. Like because we all need to be. You know this is what we're. This is the end. This is what the end goal is in life is to be in heaven with our Lord forever and in eternity. And so we need each other um, to do that, and we need each other's prayers, and we need each other's fasting and sacrifices. And by denying one another, like denying our own wills and our own appetites uh, for the sake of the other is what true Christian charity is. That yeah. is like literally the definition of what cr- true Christian charity is. And it not only is that it's, the, it's an honor to be able to do that for your brother.
1: Yeah, so I think it's uh, like... If you know some, like a friend is going through marital problems or struggling with some, you know something, and you choose, you, you tell them, like, "Hey, I'm going to be fasting for you." It's sort of like saying, "I want you in heaven, and I'm willing to die for it." Um, you know, because once again, it is fasting is like a, a little death. You know, it it's just like the verse G- Christ says, "Love, ha-, you know, there's no greater love than to lay down your life for a friend." Okay, so that's essentially what you're doing, um, in a small way. When you when you choose to take up that cause as a form of prayer for them, um, and so like that's why we need close friendships. We need, um, you know, we need brotherhood, um, so that when you're struggling, you have someone that you can go to, and you know that they're they're going to pray for you mm-hmm. in a like a meaning really meaningful way. Um, you know, they're willing to like alter their whole day so that. You get the grace you need to persevere. Uh, so, one I- thing I- if we don't have that, I mean, you're you're just missing huge, huge artillery from your arsenal. You know, right? So,
0: I highly recommend, uh, just in a very practical level, is get a, a group message going with, uh, you know, two, three, four, five guys uh, that you know, that you're very close to. And anytime you fall in sin, anytime that you uh, know that there's going to be a struggle that that you need in your life, send a text message to those people and those people uh, that are in that group should fast one meal in the next 24 hours for for whatever it is that you're asking for their their prayers. And so that's a gr- that, that is a real way of being able to say like I have three guys right now that are denying themselves a meal for my intention. Uh-huh. Uh, and that 's that's, that, that, that's incredibly powerful, and this is the whole purpose of like, this is the whole purpose of having the Catholic Mantra, uh, Catholic mancho and having the Catholic Mancho camp out is that we all get together and we realize the importance of, of, of fraternity. We realize the importance of, of, of needing one another and the importance of being able to sacrifice uh, for one another and to feast with one another, because you can't feast well without sacrificing well. We can't come out here and enjoy each other's company and, and uh, you know be around the campfire and enjoy a nice beverage and a good meal and uh, each other's company if we have not if we don't know what sacrifice is. They go hand in hand. So um, you the more you sacrifice, the more you're able to deny oneself. Uh, the more uh true uh leisure, more true. Festivity that you can have in a a, uh, location. So, um, you know, that's the purpose of of being able to do this. All right. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus.
1: Hi, this is Bishop David Condorla of the Diocese of Tulsa in Oklahoma. So let us pray. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary that never was it known that anyone who fled to Thy protection, implored Thy help, or sought Thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to Thee, O Virgin of virgins, my Mother. To Thee do I come. Before Thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in Thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen.